Moncrief with Energlaze on News Talk. Right, anyway, it's time for how to when we address the sorts of decisions we don't take every day today. It's how to tile your home. Anthony Darcy is head of professional services at Tile Style. Anthony, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon, Sean. Thanks uh, for having us. Uh, the, the questions are already starting to come in uh, for you. Uh, <laughs> would you ask the tile guy, how do you take down tiles that you now despise? Yeah, with great difficulty. It's a dirty job. So um, I suppose the first thing you've got to do is figure out what you're going to change it for. Um, and then it's a lump hammer and a chisel, I'm afraid. And it's a bit of dirt and a bit of mess and a lot of vacuuming and a lot of cleaning afterwards. Yeah. Now, the thing is, like when you're, t- when you're taking down tiles, people, you know, you'll find that, that, you know, the ridges from the, from the plaster are still there. And that all has to come down as well. That surface has to be smooth now. Absolutely, Sean. Uh, big thing is the preparation. So you can't just go straight back over the ridges that are there. That all needs to be removed. In some cases, you need to put up a new board uh, and clean substrate, tank it if it's in the bathroom, a wet area, and then start tiling again. Yeah. So, right. So nowadays, um, is it still is it still the case that really for tiles, you're looking at the bathroom and the kitchen or, or, or do other rooms, uh, rooms get tiled as well nowadays? Everywhere in the house, uh, and especially at tile, so we'd be happy to have you, you know, and um, tile all the way from the porch, all the way to the back garden. The big trend at the moment is new uh, outdoor living spaces so people want to bring what they have in their kitchen out to the garden and create a living space out there that flows from one room out to the garden so that's a big trend so, right, all right. so you'd have the same tiles moving kind of out through patio doors kind uh, of thing. exactly so yeah, you, if you've got a sliding door or sliding glass walls you have an extension of your kitchen out in your garden right okay and and so th- like people would might come in to you and go I want that and show you a picture of some 15,000 square foot, you know, uh, place in Italy. Um, and do you then have to talk them down off the cliff and say, no, you know, your three, uh, uh, your three bedroom semi-detached won't actually look the same if you do that? We're extremely lucky uh, from a tile style perspective is that we've the largest showroom in all of Europe for tiles and bathrooms. So we have as big a choice as you can get in the market. So... We should have something for everybody's uh, budget and everybody's style. So Yeah, but at the same time, you have to kind of advise, because you don't want to sell people tiles and then they'll realise it looks hideous in their house kind of thing. That's that's something that has to be taken into consideration, I assume. Yeah, well, I suppose we all have um, perception of what looks good and we all have choice and what I might put in my house, you might not like in yours. I suppose... We do a lot of commercial projects and we have a great opportunity with designers for putting things that are niche or different into those sort of environments. But you probably couldn't live with them in your everyday home and get up on a rough Sunday morning and kind of into the shower and look at something that's yeah. a bit dazzling, you know. Uh, so are there general rules then that people, you know, that you would advise people to take into account when they're choosing tiles? Yeah, if somebody wants to do something as a, a statement piece, we'd advise them that they do it as a maybe a feature wall or a feature floor and not to have too much or too many feature uh, pieces in the one area. Yeah, so it's kind of not too noisy. Exactly, sort of yeah. exactly. And it, 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 nowadays, is it big tiles or small tiles people are uh, are using? A bit of both. For the last number of years, uh, a lot of slab material has come on the market. So you can get slabs that are 3.2 metres high by 1.6 metres wide. Um, and they obviously, they eliminate the need for grout joints, which 
if they are not cleaned, they can become hideous over time. But some people like the really small mosaics and they like the artistic nature of the mosaics. Uh, there are also like handcrafted Moroccan style uh, artisan tiles and people like the unfinished uh, look that they give you. So it's horses for courses. Right. OK. And why would you not have grouting? Oh, no, you'd have the grouting, but the grouting... Oh, sorry, you'd still have the grouting, but because the slabs are so big, you have much less grout to right. deal with and okay. clean. Yeah, and it, it doesn't make any difference when you have the tiler in, how big the tiles are, how long the job's going to take. Well, uh, tilers have an art of finding a way how to charge, but there are extremely good tilers who are well able to deal with these uh, large slabs and they can uh, they do it at a reasonable rate. So I suppose... If you're looking for something like a very large slab, the tiler needs to know that it will fit into the space that you want it to go. And you may need to do a mock up because if it's in the upstairs of a house, you need to know that you can actually get it up the stairs, turn it around and get it onto the wall or the floor or where you intend it to go. Mm. Yeah. The, the, uh, and uh, but, but say if it's if you have a tiler and they're doing five square metres, if they've massive tiles, uh, on, on the floor, I mean, if they're massive tiles, will that be a quicker job than if they're using kind of mosaic tiles? Yeah, you'd like to think it would be a quicker job, but if it's a bigger tile that needs more than one person to lift the tile in spa- into the space that it's going into, uh, then obviously uh, with two men rather than one, that needs to be paid for too. So it probably yeah. would be as expensive. Yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> but it, would, so. it might be quicker though. It might be quicker. Might, yeah. Okay, might be quicker. The uh, uh, What about dust-free tile removal in Ireland? We need to uh, lift close to 70 square metres of porcelain tiles as it will not le- uh, led down well with, when the house was bi- was built. So terrified of the prospect of having to lift all of those. I think it's, again, it's a dirty job. You need to contain the dust as best you can. So if you can hang plastic uh, throughout the area that you're doing it, try confine the dust to one area, dampen it down so you can... Uh, clean it away quickly and if you've got something like a, a, an angle grinder that you're using that you can attach a vacuum cleaner to it all the better but it is a dirty job you can't get away from it yeah. and it does so you just use masks eye protection ear protection and you just got to go at it clean it up and unfortunately dust stays around for a, a bit of a time afterwards so yeah. you just got to keep cleaning <laughs> that dust back Can you tile over tiles? You can indeed. So as long as we call it a flat, dry and sound would be the rule of thumb. So as long as the uh, tiles that are down are flat, dry, clean and sound, you can tile over them. So you can put a, a special primer down on top of them to give it a key onto the tile. Sorry, you degrease them and clean them first. Yeah. Put a, a priming agent on top of it. And then we can advise you on the specialist adhesive for tiling over tiles and grouting it afterwards. Yeah. Can you paint tiles? Uh, I've seen it done on a number of occasions. I think most places that you've, I've seen it done, you can see straight away that they've been painted. So it depends on the type of finish that you want to achieve. Um, personally speaking, it's not something that I'd be into. So. Yeah. OK. Uh, right. So so but it, like, if you're doing uh, like... Uh, um, a part of a yeah, splashback or a floor, I suppose it's fairly straightforward. When it comes to the bathroom and getting it absolutely watertight, that, that, does that require a kind of a higher spec? Yeah, so I think all of these things, uh, whether it's the bathroom, the porch, the kitchen, the hall, 
the preparation is the key to getting a good finish at the end of it. So in the bathroom, you have to prepare it. So we would recommend that you use uh, waterproof boards behind the tiles. So previously, going back 10, 20 years ago, every house was probably built with marine plywood. For us, we would never recommend tiling to marine plywood. We would recommend waterproof boards. So they're like fibre cement boards that are completely waterproof. And then you tank the joints and you tank up to about a metre high because water can travel up to about okay. a metre high. What does tank mean? Tanking is uh, it's a impervious membrane that you paint on behind the tiles and behind the adhesive. So you know that you've got a watertight solution behind your tiles yeah, and no water will go from your shower or your bath into your wall. Right, okay. And, and then the, the tiles go over that, that membrane the, then? Yeah, you use your adhesive and then your tile to finish out onto it. Yeah. yeah. Now, if you have, uh, if you want to put an underfloor heating, are, are tiles good conductors for that kind Absolutely, of thing? Absolutely, yeah. So again, these uh, waterproof boards that I, I mentioned earlier on, they have uh, an insulation property to them as well. So they will ensure that if you put uh, an electric mat underfloor heating, that it will send the heat back up into the room through the tiles and the tiles are a very good conductor of heat yeah. and they hold the heat for quite some time after yeah. you turn it off. Yeah, actually just going back to, uh, to bathrooms and uh, wet rooms as well, that like how often might that need to be regrouted to make sure, you know, to maintain its waterproof nature? So I personally would choose like a, a mid-colour grey because I think if you go into a wet room and you're looking at a a grey colour grout, it's not going to go any other colour. So it's not <laughs> yeah. going to annoy you. <laughs> Point, <that. yeah. laughs> so uh, now there are other ways of doing it. So there are uh, waterproof grouts such as epoxy resin grouts. So if you were tied to a particular colour and you wanted to maintain that colour forever, I would recommend that you use something like an epoxy resin grout. Yeah. And that will hold the colour. And uh, I wouldn't get into raking out grout joints from mosaics or something like that uh, in a wet room because... Nightmare. Absolute nightmare. You do it once and you want to do it right. That's yes. Okay, but if you've done it right, say, you know, we're like 10 years time, might need a little regrout just to keep it keep it going uh, so water doesn't get through, I mean. Uh, absolutely. Look, water shouldn't get through anyway if it's, if it's been done right. But if you want to uh, reinvigorate it and touch up the grout joints, you can use a little oscillating tool that has a vacuum cleaner... Uh, uh, part for attaching to it and then you can rake out your grout joints go down a couple of millimetres and then reapply the grout yeah if people put tiles upstairs on the first floor uh, um, how is that in terms of like noise uh, if you're downstairs and again you're looking for preparation so you're looking for something that's got sound insulation properties in the preparation uh, I suppose I just walked through Powers Court shopping centre on the way over here uh, and there's tiles down there that we put into that building about 15 years ago or probably more at this stage. Mm. And it's all timber floors that are over there. Uh, we're working on a project around the corner there at, on Exchequer Street with Duggan Brothers. And again, they've all got timber floors. So there's solutions for everything. Uh, yeah. Uh, one texture says we recently had a floor put down on a concrete floor. Uh, there has been an unpleasant smell since in the room. Any solution? I 
don't know uh, what that is. I can only su- suggest that there's some moisture trapped in there and that maybe that the screed wasn't fully dry, but without seeing it and without testing it, it's hard to know. But it sounds like there's, if there's a smell in the room, it sounds like that there's a bit of moisture uh, trapped in the floor below. Ah, but if there's moisture trapped in the floor below, does that mean, if it's that, does that mean taking things up? Uh, Possibly. So some adhesives allow the, uh, if it is a concrete screed, it, it can dry out over time and it can uh, evaporate through the grout joints. But if there's a lot of moisture, uh, it could cause a problem somewhere else down the line. So again, without seeing it, it's very hard to uh, determine exactly what the issue is there. Yeah, Anthony, thanks a million for coming in to us today. That was uh, Anthony Darcy there, Head of Professional Services at Tile Style. Moncrief, weekdays at 2pm. With Anna Glaze on News Talk.